In the words of the great Mark Madden, good day, I said good day. Dr. Joseph Corsi, what's going on? Nothing much, man. How's it going? How you been? Oh, great weekend. Great weekend up in New York State, up there at Finley Lake, Ohio. Did some uh, wineries up there and a nice little weekend away with the fam, so... All good. All good. Joe, this is uh, the day before your big surgery. You're getting your C5 and C6 vertebrae fused together. Is that right? Six and seven. Six and seven. It's the same thing Peyton Manning had done, I think. The surgery that he won a Super Bowl after. So this this could be a great thing. Yeah. So to give our audience a little insight into what they're doing, they're actually going to go into your throat and move your vocal cords out of the way. I think it's your leg. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's your your larynx is your is your or your vocal cords. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had that surgery. I had an operation on my vocal cords done several years ago to get some like cysts removed, but couldn't talk for two weeks. But we don't expect you to have that kind of recovery time. Worst case scenario, Joe, you end up talking like Bobby Kennedy. Is that right? That is correct. I'm very excited. We ha- we would have to take advantage immediately because I'm sure I'm not going to be like that for that long and do some cold open material right away if that's the case but according to wikipedia I, I will not be able to talk for three to like 10 days so it all depends you know what they say joe trust the science trust the science exactly i, I haven't asked dr fauci what he thinks but he would Are recommend they... i get done twice well you don't have to you don't have to wear a mask during surgery do you i don't know <laughs> that's the funniest thing let's interject that real quick because i've heard people they, they wear masks during surgery that's to protect the doctor's spit from going inside your body, not a spooky virus from getting into your organs. So, uh, never forget, never forget. Well, uh, to uh, everyone listening, the good doctor has put together an incredible episode today as we kick off this new week. Two weeks away from Memorial Day, or we, uh, yeah, two weeks away from Memorial Day, and uh, weather's starting to turn for us here in Western PA, so that's good. All signs are pointing upward. Uh, speaking of upward, we're going to go downward to the border as we kick off this episode here. As we saw Title 42 uh, expire last week in this, as you called it, Joe, the running of the bulls across the southern border. Uh, exactly. Since in Arizona and places like that. So, Joe, what we got on the border? So this was, I believe, on Friday or Saturday. It's Ted Cruz. Keep in mind, he is a senator in Texas. Um, And it's just a good one minute and 10 second audio clip. These people in the media, again, they're going to try to control the narrative about the border and shift blame. And we know who's to blame. This administration is number one to blame. So here's an audio of Ted Cruz from the border on, I believe, Friday or Saturday. Let me, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. What rate of illegal immigration did we have in 2020? Do you know anything? I asked you a question. Do you know anything? How long have you been in office? I've been in office 11 years now. Okay. Accept your opinion. You don't get to argue with them. You asked your question. You, you asked your question. You don't get, you want to hold a press conference, you can do it over there. You want to hold a press conference, you can do it over there. So, so hold on. I'm going to answer his question. The talking point of the Democrats, which this media reporter happily parrots, is, gosh, the problem can't be fixed. There's one little problem with that. It is an utter and complete lie. In 2020, the last year of the Trump presidency, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. You ask, what have I done? I've championed the men and women of Border Patrol. I've championed securing the border. I've championed Remain in Mexico. And we turned this problem around and solved it. And we went from Joe Biden inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. And the first day in office, he made political decisions to cause this problem. And you should be ashamed of yourself because you're a reporter and you're not reporting facts. You're telling lies. Joe Biden made a Strong words there. I mean, we were saying this stuff back in October before the election. And Ted Cruz is I mean, people underestimate Tetris think he gets a lot of hate from the left. I don't, honestly don't know why. The dude's brilliant. He articulates his points uh, pretty pretty well, as you heard there. So, yeah. 
You know what, Joe? And I'll go back to what we were saying last week. When are the Republicans in Congress going to get some balls and impeach the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas? Why hasn't it happened yet? I don't know, but every day that they don't, it, it, it gets more criminal. I, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. We, we could spill right now. That's a good segue because look at what happened. What is it? One day in the Title 42 being lifted? I believe the day of. An unaccompanied migrant child dies in U.S. custody, and it's the second death in less than two months. A 17-year-old migrant child from Honduras who arrived in the United States without a parent or guardian has died in government custody in Florida this week. Um, that was reported on, I believe, Friday or Saturday. It probably happened on, on Friday then. <clears throat> Mark, in a first world country like the United States, how does this happen? How does a child, 17 years old, he's a child, I don't care what you say, um, how does he die in government custody? And because it happened in Florida, is this Ron DeSantis' fault? And I just, just for the sake of just, the, you have to remember the last administration. This is how it's reported. I'll pull up a few headlines. This is from the Trump administration. Two children. Oh, wait, let me see. Is this the Trump administration? No, this is still from the Biden administration. So this is this isn't the first time it's going to happen. It's not going to be the last. This is from the Biden administration. Children dead, baby in critical condition after attempted border crossing. A three-year-old boy died and a two-month-old boy was taken to the hospital in critical condition. Um, a five-year-old girl also perished. What's this? This is another one. That was from 2000, I believe, 22. This is from 2021. Nine-year-old migrant girl dies trying to cross Rio Grande into U.S. I believe that was March or April of 2021. Late March of 2021. But Mark, this is how they report it when it was Trump in office. Deaths of migrant children haunt former official as border surges increase. This is from... Uh, this is from March of 2021, but he's talking about all the border crossings that happened under the Trump administration. A 16-year-old boy from Guatemala died, um, and they, they go on to name every single child that died in this article. However, he, it haunted. Yeah, it haunted. Well, let, me, let, me, let me make – get ready for more paranormal activity under Joe Biden's administration because there are going to be a lot more ghosts of children, like Casper the Ghost. This shit is just getting started. This is just what's happening in, board, in in custody, Joe. I mean, let's think about everybody, all the all the children that are being trafficked across the border. Human trafficking, um, drugs. Who knows who these people are, what they're doing. I mean, we can assume that most are coming for asylum. Most are coming for valid reasons. That they're trying to escape wherever they're coming from to come to the United States. But let's just say we have a small percentage of people who are trafficking trafficking children, trafficking fentanyl and other drugs across the border. That's still a, that's still when you talk when you're talking these kinds of numbers, you're still talking about a large large number. Human trafficking is I don't know why we don't hear more about it, but it's a major major problem, especially on our border. We heard a lot of uh that these people were coming over from Venezuela in the last couple of days. And then that uh, Greg Gap was busting some of these migrants up to Kamala Harris's front yard in Washington. We saw reports that uh, they were kicking veterans out of homeless veterans out of hotels where they were being housed in some cities so they could put migrants there. This is just a mess. This is just an utter and absolute mess. And it almost feels like it's an intentional destruction from the inside <coughs> out. Sorry. I don't know. What do you think, Joe? What do I think? Um, I'm thinking of all the free shit they're going to get when they cross. So should I get some face tattoos, fly to northern Mexico and cross illegally with my family and get some free shit? Take my wife and, and my son, cross over, get some free shit, and just come right back home up here. I'll get a free flight, too. They're, they're flying them into PA. Yeah, I sent you an article. Did I send you that? It was from last week. Pittsburgh is preparing for 1,200 migrants. I think they might be getting bust, actually. Uh, 1,200 migrants coming to Pittsburgh to be housed. 
I mean, I'm, I'm all for, you know, a lot of us, our families were families of immigrants not that long ago, but they came here legally, you know, and I'm not saying that everyone's coming illegally, but a large majority of these, of these, of these migrants are coming and trying to cross illegally into the United States. And, and they came at a time where they were begging for immigrants. Let's not forget that. The United States was begging for work and for immigrants. That's not necessarily the case right now. Right. Right. I mean, unemployment's low. It's around, what, 4% at most? That's what they tell us. Um, so I don't know. The bottom line is this, Joe. Correct me if I'm wrong. These migrants, whether they're coming illegally or legally, when you're talking about the kinds of numbers that of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands that are coming across the border. I think we've had six million people come over since Joe Biden's been president. What they're doing is they are using up the resources that we have here in this country for those who are citizens of the United States. They are a strain on government resources from uh, money to housing to medical benefits, things like that. It's, it's just mind-blowing that our border is, has become wide open under this administration. And said it five minutes ago, I don't know why they haven't impeached Alejandro Mayorkas yet as Department of Homeland Security Secretary. I have no idea. We're waiting. We're waiting. So we'll follow this and see how it goes over the next couple of weeks. And see if these more uh, more of these migrant caravans continue to come. All right, uh, let's go on to the debt ceiling, Joe. Jack the credit limit up a little bit more. Um, where, what do you got on the debt ceiling? Okay, so you remember they canceled their meeting on Friday. Biden with uh, I believe it was leaders in the GOP, the House leadership, and stuff like that. Now Biden expects to resume debt ceiling talks with the GOP leaders on. Tuesday. So President Biden said, I believe yesterday, that he was optimistic about reaching a debt ceiling agreement with Republicans and avoiding an unprecedented default. They're going to meet on Tuesday, but keep in mind, he's leaving for the G Summit Summit in Japan. I think it's the meet It's on Wednesday. I think he is leaving. So that means he will not be back. That'll be it for this week, basically. He's not going to be able to do anything on Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday. So he's going to get back, we'll say, to work, if we're lucky, Monday. Monday, at the earliest. That's if he needs a few naps or so. Two days left in the month. You only have, what, five days left next week and two left the day before that if we're going by Janet Yellen's June 1st possibility default timeline. So I wonder... Canceling the meeting on Friday and then actually flying to Japan would be insane if the deal wasn't struck. I wonder if his administration is currently reaching out to the mainstream media outlets to see if they're going to go to bat for him and blame Republicans if they indeed initiate a shutdown. Keep in mind, the balls in Biden's court. They have a deal in place. They just want to make cuts in spending. And Biden doesn't want to make any cuts at all, which sounds insane because I can think of one place we can make cuts. Ukraine. Um, also, are they ever going to refill the strategic p- petroleum reserve? That They're not going to be able to do that without a debt ceiling increase. So it's very interesting how we're probably about 40% or less of that. God forbid we get into a war now. That can't be refilled. Mark? Where do you think the uh, strategic petroleum reserve is on the list of priorities for this administration? It has to be last because they're, they're going green. The Green New Deal, they're going to have Literally solar-powered M1 Abrams tanks in a few years. It's got to be last on their list of priorities. Um, yeah, I mean, this debt ceiling thing, it's, I don't know. Like I told you before, I've said it on this show, I really don't give two shits about this debt ceiling. It seems like it's a song and a dance every single year. Uh, stuff. Um, are we going to default on our loans? Maybe. You know, uh, it's just political game, political maneuvering to me. Um, so, first is the deadline. So it's all, this one first time in the last several years we've had a 
Um, I don't know what that does to our credit as the United States. I mean, I don't know how it can get any worse, but we've seen it. So I'm sure it'll happen again. All right. Anything else on the debt ceiling, Joe? No, just going to be a very interesting thing to watch unfold if a deal doesn't get done tomorrow or Tuesday. A lot of outs. Biden could cancel his trip to Japan. He could go and say, you know, F you. I don't care. There's a deal in place, but I'm just going to just not sign anything. So we'll continue to monitor. Speaking of Ukraine and and traveling, is Vladimir Zelensky hiding? It's all this on clandestine's Twitter. Seems like Zelensky... Uh, isn't around Ukraine a lot these days. Right at the same time as they're having serious deficiencies in their um, defense capabilities. Clandestine believes that Zelensky is on the run, that he's hiding, that he's not coming back to Ukraine because they can't protect their country because all of their missile defense systems are getting blown up by the Russians. Agree or disagree? Okay, there was a... It's funny you bring that up, and I don't know why I remember this. There was a rumor from the early days, the early days of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, whatever you want to call it, that Zelensky fled to, I believe it was Poland, and was hiding there in a U.S. embassy, right maybe on somewhere on the border, a city on the border. I could be wrong. I don't know. When you think about it, that would make a lot of sense because a lot of the action we've seen of Zelensky has been via green screen. So... It begs the question, if they do announce he's in hiding, how long has he been in hiding for? Because it's not just like they announce it the day he goes into hiding, usually. Yeah. But. I want everyone, our, all of our listeners to understand. Everything we're sending over there is getting blown up. That's why we need to keep sending more things over there. Because the Russians are absolutely destroying it as soon as it gets placed in the hands of the Ukrainians. The Russians know where all of these things are. So when it comes to anti-missile defense capabilities, a.k.a. shooting down Russian missiles that are coming into Ukraine, the Ukrainians aren't doing that. So they are completely vulnerable. Why do you think there's been no counteroffensive or whatever they want to call it, Joe, spring offensive on behalf of the Ukraine? At least we don't think there has. And, and that begs the question is why? When we heard this, was that just a, a ploy for more American aid to come flowing into Ukraine? Uh, I'm going to say yes. What do you think? I, I agree. And I told you, I, I think that the reason those dogs, maybe they had an offensive plan and realized, hey, we just don't have it in us anymore. We, we've been getting our butts whipped the last couple of weeks, months here. So let's leak out something to the media and say there was a leak, and now we can't go on the offensive anymore because of some silly National Guardsman. Uh, look, the spring offensive, uh, springs in, or summer's in four weeks. So there's only a few more weeks for a spring offensive. I haven't seen any indication that one's going to happen. You'd be hearing about this in the news. The news would be spiking the football. So so. The news will be spiking the football on this, sure. But we haven't, we haven't, we haven't heard that at all. So interesting. Amazing how they're able to fight on for so long, and just we we don't see anything anymore. And a lot of the stuff yeah. we saw was questionable. It, 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 Ukraine is a tough is going to be a tough nut to crack. It's it's almost as big as COVID. Well, we just speaking of land, uh, forget to mention. That we just did see him meet with Pope Francis in the Vatican. Oh, yeah. How do you think that conversation went? What do you think they talked about? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he gave him his last rights. Because he knows if you're Zelensky, you got to be – everyone's going to want you dead from the Russians to NATO at some point. Last rights. That is hysterical. Extreme unction. I mean, he, he is a loose end on the NATO side, the Western, the Western ally side. He's a definite loose end. He knows about Nord Stream probably. They will, yeah. they will kill him in a heartbeat. I would have, that, that, would, that would have been a, a great conversation. Zelensky yeah. and Pope. Okay. 
Um, let's move on to Barstool Mincy, Joe. It's just Mincy. It's just Mincy now. Just Mincy. Yeah, he's not with Barstool anymore. What do you have on this? Update our listeners on what's going on with the artist formerly known as Barstool Mincy. Okay, so he made a post. We're not gonna um, we're not gonna play the whole thing, but he made a post and he sincerely apologized again. And he posted a video from Lazy Bone of Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, I'll just let Bone. Uh, I'll just let Lazy Bone take it away. Yeah, what's up, man? It's your boy Lazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony. You know what I'm saying? Mighty Mo Thug Harmony House, the whole spill. I'm coming at you today, man, because Justin was telling me that you had made an honest mistake with one of our lyrics, and uh, it cost you your gig over there on YouTube at Barstool, Barstool Sports. And um, I just wanted to come through, man, and reassure you that, you know, mistakes happen, man. Justin was telling me it was an honest mistake that you don't have a bad bone in your body. And I believe that, bro. We all make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? And uh, one thing about that, though, is you can't put your head down. You got to lift your head up. We all make mistakes. We all do things that's unintentional. And trust me, the real people will forgive you in the end. And mainly most people won't even remember your little mistakes. So all you got to do, man, is keep your head up, keep pushing forward, understand that sometimes you have to have a setback to have a come up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just don't let one thing define you in life, man. We forgive you. It really ain't all that bad. I'm not sure what choice words you use. Got a, probably got an idea, but I guarantee you it ain't that bad. And maybe if you have talk to the right people, you know, maybe you can rectify that whole situation, man. But I just want you to know, keep going in the name of bone, in the name of, you know, our father who art in heaven. And, um, you know, just keep your head up, man. Don't let. Okay. All right. So, Bob, do you, before I take it away, do you want anything you'd like to say here? No. Okay. So, I'm glad. I'm, I'm going to keep in mind he's not getting his job back. That's not on the table or anything. I'm glad like people were accepting his apology. But at the same time, everyone needs to remember he was singing along to a song. Is he not allowed to because of the color of his skin? I'm, I'm genuinely asking. I'm, I hope I'm allowed to ask. Talk about the definition of a banned thing. Uh, imagine if there was a book that only certain races were allowed to read. Or... I, I don't know. Think of another example. What what are we doing? We're bringing back segregation in a way. This is why I hate the term ban books as a talking point in this country. Like Dr. Seuss when they were banning Dr. Seuss books or this. There's no such thing as a banned book in this country. When something is banned, you get in trouble for possessing it or owning it or doing it. If you say the N-word, you get punished by losing your job immediately for one. Even if it's accidental, there are no, ex- there's not, there's not one acceptable excuse. There are no acceptable excuses. Even if you were trying to say another word that was very similar, you become basically a non-person. If you say it. you have right. to earn your way back into society, it's, I don't know. I don't know why it's such a problem with this. I, I, I don't see how him accidentally rapping the lyrics to a song that someone else wrote and is able to sing. You can't sing it. I'm sorry. You can't sing. Yeah. Not that you can't. Not that you can't. Your, your life is over. You lose your job. Everything. You're done. We're, how do we get here? How do we get here? We forgive you. Like, say what you want about Lazy Bone. I appreciate that he's accepting his apology. But, like, at the same time, he was just singing along to your song that you wrote. <laughs> you know, you could also make an argument that the bigger, the bigger issue at play here is, Joe, the fact that Barstool Sports wanted to keep him. But yet the parent company, Penn National Gaming, said, no, you're fired. And Barstool Sports really didn't even have a say in their own employee. It was that the parent company who owns Barstool Sports basically lied and said they were afraid of the, uh, what the regulators were going to do to them in a casino, uh, in their casinos across the country. What? Okay. 
I, I, I get it if you're if you're Penn, but at the same time, their stocks like they, they have to realize what they did was making a mistake. That they made a mistake as well. I, I don't think fire like maybe a suspension. I, I just mistakes happen. Like he literally knew he messed up and said the word, even if it really wasn't even a mistake. He's just rapping. Like you can't sing the song. Yeah. You can't sing. What if you're singing in your car? Are you an undercover racist? If you sing the song alone in your car, does it make make it make sense in my brain? You're you're in your car. You're singing, and you 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 you, you drop that same exact lyric, Mincy does. Are you a racist and you don't even know? You bring up good points. I, I mean, I'm just. It's uncomfortable. People are probably listening to this in their car and want to drive off a cliff. I'm sure. It's awkward and it's weird, but like, why? Why is it? Our society is so backward, and I'm not. I'm not saying I'm for the use of that word. I just we're getting back to segregation, where only certain people are allowed to use certain things. And what percentage black do you have to be to use the word? What if What if you only have one great grandparent that's black? <laughs> it's I know. This, 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 where are we going? I know. But any everything's about race. Everything's about race, and they make shootings every every shooting immediately. The angle is about race, and we can move on. It's a great segue right here for the the one year anniversary. I think it's today of the Buffalo shooter. Yeah, what do you have on that? So, what was it? This one was, year. Remind later. our listeners, this was the uh, supermarket shooting. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, I forget the kid's name that did it, and maybe that's a good thing because we don't want to make him famous. But, uh, yeah, 10 were killed, and this is from CBS New York. Bell's toll for Buffalo supermarket mass shooting victims one year after 10 killed in racist massacre. Racist massacre. Okay, did race really play a factor at all in this? The first person he shoots, I believe, was white. He gets out of his car and shoots, I think, one or two white people. Um, We still have a ton of unanswered questions here just like the one about uvalde which was i believe right or before right before right after this shooting uh the kid that did the shooting i'm gonna bring a few questions up no one's gonna have the answer to this no one in the media will even raise the question he was wearing body armor that seems like a big deal but what was with the black sun on his body armor which oddly enough is a nazi slash azov battalion symbol his manifesto where's it at why was he known to the FBI? And why, in God's name, I, I don't understand, why was he chatting online with a former FBI agent directly prior to committing this mass shooting? Also, was he talking to a psychiatrist or psychologist leading up to this? What, what kind of drugs was he on? I'd love to know. We deserve to know. See, we're not doing the victims justice by not answering any of these questions. So why aren't they being answered? Or, or even having the questions raised by the media. I, I don't know, but I find it weird, once again, that this kid was not only known to FBI officials, but was, quote-unquote, chatting online with a former Fed. Mark, we're a little bit older now. Do people still chat online? When you hear about chat rooms and things like that, I'm, I'm like, where are these chat rooms at? I mean, I remember chat rooms being a thing in like the late 90s, but I honestly, uh, I'm not being funny here. I don't, I don't know how to access any chat rooms. I don't know where they're even located. So it's very, very odd. And uh, it's, it's interesting you bring this up about a year later. So who knows? But the only thing we do know, Joe, is that we'll never get answers because we don't get answers from our government just remember the victims and that's it remember the victims don't ask yeah. any questions we know what happened it was racism we know we we, we know we, we we told you it's yeah. racism he get out shot two white women it's racism just like just like uh president biden said to the uh graduating class at hampton university over the weekend the, the biggest threat to our democracy is white supremacism imagine like my skin would crawl if I was in the audience listening to that, like the biggest threat to democracy is white supremacism, according to our president, as he addressed the graduating class of Hampton University, a 
uh, HBCU, historically black college university. The guy but that I did like, yeah. I did like, I did like the one, the one person's hat. I think someone had on their uh, cap, on the top of their cap. Biden and Harris don't care about black people. I didn't see that. That's awesome. Good for that mm-hmm. person. Yeah. But it seems like Joe that a lot of these gunmen are known by the FBI. Isn't you that know? weird? Isn't it, the, isn't it the weirdest thing ever? They're always known. Like I could probably, I, I don't have the time right now. Going back to the the one in Houston was the best. The, literally, the FBI agent was in the car. This was 2014, 13, something like that. The FBI agent was in the car right where like the 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 crime was taking place by these people. Like, come on. Yeah. It was talking with them right before. There's so many examples of the person being known or talking to the FBI right before. It's the biggest coincidence ever. It has to be, Mark. It could be nothing else. <laughs> Why does the FBI know so many of these gunmen? They're so bright. They're, they're so good at this. They're just so good at this. Yeah. Except for finding the January 6th pipe bomber. They cannot find that person, even though no. he was on a cell phone. Aye, aye, aye. All right. Anything else more with the Buffalo shooter? Yeah, let's. I want to dive into one of the victims. So I found one of the victims to be a very interesting person. Uh, Sadly, so did PolitiFact, and they already did a fact check on him. So I'm going to read you some of PolitiFact's fact check. Um, Aaron Stalter Jr., um, if you remember, he was a security guard that I believe tried to stop the gunman or did stop the gunman. He was killed by a mass shooter because, this is from PolitiFact, he was quote-unquote working on creating a water-powered car engine. Um, oh yeah, I remember this guy. Yes. So the fact check, if your time is short, he was a retired Buffalo police officer who worked as a security guard at Topps Friendly Markets. In his spare time, he worked on inventing uh, on an invention to fuel cars with water, which breaks down water into hydrogen and oxygen to use hydrogen as a fuel. There's no evidence though that Stalter was killed for his work. Stalter was among among other victims in the Buffalo mass shooting who were targeted for being black, even though the first two, like we said, were white. Um, and they give a lot of, I don't know, a lot of, you, you can look up the PolitiFact one if you want yourself. I'm not going to waste my time reading it. But like I said, this is the same guy that confronted the gunman, um, and he was held as a hero for it. Um, this is from CBS News. Aaron Stalter Jr., security guard killed in Buffalo shooting, held as hero for confronting gunmen. So let's play a few videos from the past with this guy. Actually, we're just going to play one video. Where's the sound? Come on, Mark, from the sound department. What are you out here, buddy? Okay. Aaron Salter Jr. wore many hats in his life. Retired police officer, substitute teacher. But one of his true passions was science. He built a lab in his garage where he spent countless hours working to develop an engine that could run on water. It's not running off the gas fuel? No, there's no gas Sadly, for all he was in life, the world is learning his story because of the courage he displayed doing his job, protecting his community. Working security at the Topps grocery store, Salter engaged the shooter who was heavily protected by body armor. Body armor with Nazi symbols on it, um, Ukrainian as a battalion symbols on it. But what are the odds that one of the people get killed just so happens to be a person that can working on an engine that runs on water at a time when we are facing a fuel energy crisis and Biden wants to turn anything, everything into an electric car, okay? But what if I also told you, and Mark, this is where it gets weird. What if I told you this is not the first time that something like this happened? I found an old video. This is from like the early 2000s, I think. I don't know what, what show it was from. But this is a man who also, in the mid-90s, invented a water-powered car. Who killed the man who invented a water-powered car? In 1996, Stanley Allen Mayer invented a car that could travel 180 kilometers on one gallon of water. His invention could change the world, and people flocked from all over the country to catch a glimpse of the car in 
action. However, that was when things took a turn for the worst. On March 21st, 1998, Stanley and his brother were at a restaurant with two potential foreign investors where he was served some cranberry juice. After taking a sip, his face turned pale and he started to violently vomit. He ran out into the parking lot where he yelled, he poisoned me, and fell onto the ground dead. One week later, his garage was broken into and his car was stolen, never to be seen again. His death was eventually ruled as a natural cause, but many believe that the people who ran the oil and gas industry was responsible for his death. Okay, what are the odds that the last guy that invents a water power car mysteriously dies as well? Huh? Eh, could be a coincidence. Probably nothing. These, these things just happen. Cranberry juice is very deadly. <laughs> you know, this goes back to you can make, you can say what you want, but does this go back to our policy? I'm just asking the question. I'm not making any inferences. Uh, our policy when it comes to China. Who has all of the lithium pretty much in the world that powers these batteries china so is this going to protect the lithium that is coming out of china just asking a question it's a good point good point as well joe biden is supposedly owned by china not, not as much as romania and ukraine surprisingly we learned last week but still yeah. owned by china yeah well Speaking of being owned by China, another great segue here because it has to do with Obama and, and all these superstars and Leo and Jamie Foxx and what whatever happened to Jamie Foxx, actually. So I sent you something last week that I, we thought he was like uh, days away from being pronounced dead. They were rushing his family to his bedside. And then this is from, I think, today or yesterday, Jamie Foxx's friend, Garcelle Yes, I can't even pronounce these people's names. Weighs in on rumors he was near death after speaking to family. So I guess he's not doing, he's not near death and he's doing better. We don't know what happened if he had a stroke or why, how, why healthy fit Jimmy Fox would have a stroke or a heart attack or what happened. But Mark, have you heard anything about this? Why has this not been bigger news? Jamie Fox is an A-list celebrity. He is one of the biggest people in Hollywood. Uh, he's one of the most talented people in Hollywood, in our entertainment industry. I heard this. It was like a blip on the radar. And I, you're the first person I thought of, to be honest with you. I, it is. There's nothing. There's just, it's been all quiet in the rest in front over here on this. I mean, what are they saying? It was a medical issue, medical emergency. I, what is it? What are they even saying? I I have no idea. It was while he was filming. So you would think like this would be like giant big news where everyone would know i mean people talk on sets of movies and shows or whatever right yeah why isn't this why isn't this bigger news this should be something that we're hearing about every other day i mean this is a big deal i don't even you know what i think you know what i'm saying i don't even want i don't even want to in the words of ramps i don't even want to say it because i'll go to jail <laughs> but you know what i think it might have been the yeah, boosters. I mean the boosters. Yeah, says this is from two days ago from today or Yahoo. Jamie Foxx's daughter says actor's been out of the hospital for weeks uh, after medical emergency. Okay, what medical emergency? Go, go on, please. Like, do you remember 2020 when someone had COVID? They they knew everything. He's on a ventilator because of COVID. These are his symptoms. It's from COVID. Now. Now that everyone's vaccinated for COVID, we get all these vaccinated people that that just randomly have these health episodes, and I'm not I'm I'm just calling it as I see it. But we Jamie don't know. Fox, it's, it's a it's a mystery. Jamie Foxx is 55. He's a, he's by by you know standards. He's young in shape. I mean, the dude's always uh, not, according, not according to Don Lemon, but go on. Not according, you know, he's past his prime. It says he suffered a medical emergency on April 11th, and then it says the Fox family via his daughter Corinne 
said in a now deleted post, Jamie experienced a medical complication. See, they did this shit with Demar Hamlin too, where they said he died again. Remember, he died twice, and they were like, "No, he just died once in the field, and they revived him." And then uh-huh. they had to retract their statement. We'll never get any answers for this, so hopefully, we see Kenny Fox again. But this, what is going on? We're like, no one cares. This is Hollywood. Where are all the like the Hollywood reporters at? Are they told not to touch this? It's definitely possible. We didn't even get to the conspiracy aspect of the timing. But again, we're only left to wonder and, and draw our own conclusion. In regards to the timing, what do you mean? Okay, I, I don't. I haven't really been following this one. Was he set to testify in the same trial that Leonardo DiCaprio did in Praz? I, I wonder if this has anything to do with that Leonardo DiCaprio case against Obama. If it would have been Hillary Clinton... I would have said for sure Hillary Clinton did this to, to poor Jamie Foxx. Yeah. But it, it's against Obama. Praz of the Fuji's is on it too. Let me see here. I have an article right here. Um, yes. Ex-Fuji's rapper Praz Michael found guilty and schemed to help China influence U.S. government. And I, I believe this is through the Obama administration. Go figure. Very interesting. You probably haven't heard too much news about this. And I think Leonardo DiCaprio also had a role in this. Let me see here. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio in court filing or under deposition something said that Malaysian financer planned to donate to Obama's 2012 campaign. Um, and there's another one here too. Hold on. This is from the New York Post. So you know this is misinformation, just like the Hunter Biden laptop. Leonardo DiCaprio testifies in Fuji's lobbying trial that influencer Jay Ho Lo tried to funnel $30 million to Obama. See, I told you. Listen. If if any of this is true, not not the Jamie Foxx thing, but you can see why they would kill him if it was, then this opens the floodgates for all of their um, charities, how they get people to donate money, all these wealthy people to donate money, where it somehow seems they never solve world hunger or anything like that. But I I, I don't know. This could open the floodgates. This could be a bigger story people realize. Yeah. Interesting. Good point, influence. Good point. All right. Uh, do you want to get into our Disclose segment? Yeah, let's do a little bit of Disclose. Then we have uh, uh, This Day in History with a little video to precede it. Okay. And that's about it. All right. All right. We got some uh, lots of activity today with Disclose. Headlines from around the world brought to you by our friends over at Solmona Imports. Uh, just in Argentina's Central Bank. Hikes interest rates. This is not a misprint to nine percent. <laughs> why? Uh, why not just go a hundred? I have to, I have to click on this. The government prepares to announce a spate of measures to tackle soaring inflation. Holy crap! I guess it's better than Jerome Powell doing it a quarter point at a time forever yeah so you know you can click on these things on disclose and takes you to some of these snippets from the article um pope says argentina government wanted my head when he was in buenos aires oh my oh man okay uh german district court confirms suspicion last generation climate group is a criminal Are these the ones spraying uh, paint in, in in damaging all these like rare paintings across the world? Maybe I have no idea. This, this seems like the least of the problems happening over there. Yeah. But. Interesting. A climate group is a criminal organization. You don't say. Well, that's a step in the right, the right direction, I guess. Yeah. Seriously. Um, they, they could have opened up a nuclear power plant instead of doing that maybe open up a nuclear power but go ahead right right yeah that would be that would be cool that would be cool uh, police in France blocked all telegram links in the country now say it was a quote unquote mistake <laughs> so for those of you that don't know the, the app telegram which a lot of you have a lot of our listeners have 
Um, it's how I'm, what I'm looking on Disclosure. I'm on part of the Disclosure channel. It's what I'm reading right now. A lot of countries believe that Telegram is a far right-wing extremist app and that it's dangerous. So a lot of these, you know, countries kind of want, want it taken down. Next, U.S. Justice Department's crypto czar, Yun Young Choi, promises crackdown on cryptocurrency exchanges. Cryptocurrency is very interesting. It's a way to it's a way to protect yourself against inflation here in America. If if you're if things get more expensive and they print more do- if they print more dollars, obviously things get more expensive because there's more money in circulation. What does that do to crypto, though? Because there's still yeah. the same amount of crypto. I mean, people are going to put their money into crypto, make it go up higher. It's yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a. It's, I'm not a financial advisor. That's all I can say. Yeah. They want to crack down on illicit activity, illicit behavior on trading platforms. Okay. All right. Next up, uh, Extinction Rebellion climate extremists disrupted Britain's National Conservatism Conference to call out the fascist ideology supported by senior cabinet ministers and members of parliament. So again, Extinction Rebellion, that's a climate extremist group, disrupted Britain's National Conservatism Conference to call out the fascist ideologies supported by senior cabinet ministers and members of parliament, MPs. Yawn. These people are losers. Yawn. Yep. Emmanuel Macron met Elon Musk at the Elysee Palace today hmm. that's cool american linda yakamino i think her name is so i'm sure we'll get into that at some point uh george george soros tweets i am alive and healthy rumors that i had a heart attack are completely false tweeted that today uh, we'll see it get him another get the man another booster yeah speaking of george soros Disguised always in the news. Vice Media files for bankruptcy protection to facilitate its sale to a consortium, including a hedge fund founded by Jewish billionaire George Soros. Go figure. You don't say. Let him waste all of his money on something worthless like Vice. Uh, Turkey is likely heading for a runoff election. Erdogan drops below 50%, according to the state news agency. So Erdogan, Recep Erdogan, running for president, re-election in Turkey. He got 49.42%. His next challenger got 44.95%. So I guess if you don't hit 50%, you go to a runoff. And Very interesting. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was with, with NATO and everything and Turkey... And that election, big, big thing. I realize, I think. Yeah. Uh, but interesting enough, on this uh, graphic, it says ballot boxes opened 99.38%. And I noticed that this morning. I said, hmm, ballot boxes opened. So maybe they have a lot more secure elections than we do here in the United States. It wouldn't be that hard. Honestly, it wouldn't be that hard. Um, moving on. Uh, this is I saw this and I just shook my head. This is bad news. Jim Cramer predicts an economic wave is about to hit that will be fantastic for investors. So anything Jim Cramer says, it's like the opposite happens. And if he's saying there's an economic wave about to hit that will be fantastic for investors, that means something bad's going to happen. Did you, we mentioned Palantir a few episodes ago. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, okay, so Jim Cramer, I think, well, what was his quote? Um, it's not a real company. What do they even do? And I think literally a month later, they went up. What was it? Thir- they went down since then, but it was yeah. up 30% after earnings. So that's how bad he is. Not good for Jim Cramer. Follow Inverse Cramer on Twitter. Great account. Yeah. Uh, our boy back in back on disclosed White House correspondent uh, Simon Ateba, the guy from Africa, says the new CEO of Twitter, Linda Yaccarino, does not seem to know what she is talking about when it comes to fake news. Okay, 
Um, clandestine has some thoughts on this on this woman. Um, we'll get into that at a later later episode. We don't have the time right now. We're gonna wrap up, but uh, we'll we'll get into more about her l- later on. Um, so uh, Elon Musk still remaining on as as chairman, you know, uh, but he's just appointed. You know, they are going to start integrating a lot more streaming into Twitter, I believe, especially with Tucker Carlson moving over. And I believe she was very um, influential with Peacock in getting that streaming platform uh, where it is today. So uh, I want to I want to say that it's probably a big reason why Elon Musk brought her on board. Uh, Biden, the oldest, most sinister, they'll determine America's future, but they are wrong. We will determine America's future. Biden added in his speech at Howard University, I said Hampton, excuse me, it's Howard, that the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. And I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. Then why are you saying that? At the end, him saying, I'm not just saying this because I'm at a black, historical black college is hilarious. This is from the same person that said he was going to be a uniter, not a divider. Part of his stump speech. His, his, he's his slowly, speech. he is slowly uniting everyone against him. Believe me, I've been. Yeah, he's uniting I've everyone against him. He's uniting Democrats against him too. Yes, he is. Let's not forget that, Joe. He meets Pope Francis in the Vatican. Talked about that. Germany to send 2.7 billion euros in weapons to Ukraine, including 30 more Leopard tanks. Um, okay. Uh, this was back a couple days ago. Uh, Elon Musk appoints Linda Yaccarino, CEO of Twitter. It's a boon for the Italian American community. Uh, from 2024, network operators in Germany will be allowed to limit electricity without the consent of their customers. Let that sink into you. Let that sink. <laughs> Let that let that sink in. I just, every time you say let that sink in, I think of Elon. Yeah. Uh, back to Linda Yaccarino. Um, you won't like this. She's a World Economic Forum executive chair, and she recently tried to get Elon Musk to commit self-censorship after 3 a.m. and urged him to allow advertisers to feel that they can influence Twitter. Okay. I don't think Elon Musk is going to turn the keys over to Twitter to someone who's going to hijack what he's all about. So I wouldn't be. No, no, I, I don't think so either. But at the same time, you have to ask, is Elon really have 100% control of Twitter? Not that someone else is controlling it, but the algorithms, There's he's only had this thing for, what, six months, been in control of it? Yeah. Eight months? I mean, things just don't happen overnight. Trump files notice of appeal in E. Jean Carroll case. E. Jean Carroll says she may sue Trump for defamation again after the CNN town hall meeting. She'll have to see a few more episodes of Law and Order SVU, though, first, I'm sure. Yeah. Rape, rape is sexy is the, is the funniest line from, from a rape I've ever heard in my life. Uh, did we mention this last week? Robert Kennedy Jr., who was in second place in the Democratic presidential primary, says he will, under no circumstances, join the Trump ticket. Yes, um, we did not cover that, but he has to say that. I mean, it's, it's, it's possible he could be being genuine, but no matter what, he's going to say that. He's not going to say anything else. He's not going to say, yeah, I might join Trump and be his, be his number two. Well, he did, put that... in all, he did put on, in all caps under no circumstances. Yeah, he's, people, have, you know, people have been wrong before. We'll see. I, I told you, maybe 20, 30% chance. I, it's possible. But the fact that a Democratic Party primary is going to have joe biden and robert f kennedy you guys if you just woke up from a coma you'd be screaming what year is this what <laughs> did i travel back in time speaking of 10 20 percent, you also have the 10 or 20 percent chance that this is not rigged and not fixed and that robert f kennedy may beat joe biden in a primary yeah yeah but they're going to start off in the deep south where Joe Biden, Joe Biden's a uh, homeboy, for lack of a better term. What is his name? James Clyburn. Clyburn, yeah. Um, he's going to be done. There's a reason they, they switched it from Iowa to the deep south. New first. Hampshire. New to the deep south. Um, well, no, New Hampshire is the Republican. The, the Democrat primary, I believe, starts in South Carolina, doesn't it? 
No, no, no. Yes, now it does, but it was New Hampshire was the first state. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The ca- I'm sorry. Iowa was a caucus. That's right. Yeah, the Iowa caucuses. We're so Trump well says. Trump says he. What's that? We're so well informed. Yeah. <laughs> Trump says he will pardon a large portion of those convicted of the January 6th events. Again, he can't say all of them because he doesn't know. It's an individual case by case, but believe me, a good portion of them, probably over 90% of being persecuted for no good reason, other than the fact that someone in the upper echelons of the three letter agencies is dirty. Right. Uh, this just in from Benny Johnson on uh, Twitter. Known terrorist crosses U.S. border amid surging border crisis. Afghan national arrested in California is on the FBI watch list. An Afghan national crossing the southern border. That's crazy. How did he get there? Swim. <laughs> we are so screwed, Joe. I wish we could deliver some better news, but I, I, I just don't know what good comes out of this. Uh, from Breitbart, at least five whistleblowers come forward against the Biden crime family. Okay, that's good. Okay, let's hear more about that. Whistleblowers, remember, whistleblowers are supposed to be good. Last administration, they were dying for whistleblowers. Any whistleblower that came forward was immediately given protection and listened to. Yep. So, and I know we have to wrap up uh, because we're short on time. Uh, But I just wanted to finish with saying uh, today, or happy Mother's Day, first of all, to all the mothers out there. Happy first Mother's Day to your wife uh, and to a lot of our listeners' wives out there. And I think today is the uh, International Family Day, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, So something you won't hear about a lot anymore is the importance of family in the role of children and their development in the world. So happy International Family Day to everyone out there. Uh, No matter what your family looks like, celebrate it. And uh, that's all I got, Joe. All right, so we're going to move to this day in history. Um, I guess we're going to end. We could end on the video since it's three minutes long, but what was it? Three years ago today, in 2020, President Donald Trump formally unveiled a coronavirus vaccine program that he called, was mocked for the term, Operation Warp Speed. And this was to speed the development of the COVID-19 vaccines and quickly distribute them out around the country. Mark, we've always said, from the time he announced this, everyone said, they're not going to take Trump's vaccine. They're not going to take Trump's vaccine. And we're going to play the video to end the episode here. But you see how the Trump derangement system or Trump derangement syndrome is with these people. People forget all anti-vaxxers, Joe, were who? The liberal loony left. Exactly. And people forget that. And we'll end on the video here. But three years ago today, President Trump, Trump, too much mocking from the media, unveiled the coronavirus vaccine package called Operation Warp Speed. So, Mark, anything you want to say before we close out this episode? Uh, You know what, Joe? Good luck tomorrow on your surgery. Thoughts and prayers. Hope all goes well. Um, We'll be thinking about you tomorrow. And uh, we will be back, I guess, next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. So, if, if, Hey, if you're bored in the meantime, go out, check out some old episodes. Do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Listen to an old episode from whether it be a month ago, two months ago, two weeks ago, whatever. Tell us how we did. Let, let, let that be our, our track record right there. So they age like fine wine for the most part. I will promise you that. So, like a nice 2005 Barolo. This this ain't Carlo Rossi over. Here. <laughs> All right, Joe, take us home. Good luck tomorrow. We'll miss you. And uh, thanks Don't for listening. Send emails. Email us, guys. Don't be afraid. Um, this is three minutes of the people who, after they said they will not never take Trump's vaccine, then telling other people to take the vaccine vaccinated you are the problem it is the unvaccinated who are the problem period end of story the only people that you can blame the only people you can blame this isn't shaming this is the truth maybe they should be shamed and the unvaccinated you have to shut 
blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. Anyone you came into contact with will blame you, as will the rest of us who've done the right thing by getting vaccinated. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. It's time to get our moral house in order, Anderson. It's the unvaccinated who are the threat. All the vaccinated folks are going to start wearing masks to protect the unvaccinated folks. It's called a Christian value. Basically punishing the vaccinated uh, for the, the sins of the unvaccinated. People are not behaving honorably. The unvaccinated are basically saying, well, it's open season for me. I can do whatever I want as well. The, the unvaccinated are basically beating their breasts, running around the country saying, ah, we don't care, we're living free and so forth. We've been patient. And our patience is wearing thin. The unvaccinated, a group that includes children and people acting like children. And the rest of us are starting to get pissed off. The vaccinated feel the unvaccinated are making me upset or angry. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. The other day, Howard Stern weighed in with a much different approach. Take a look. When are we going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say, you know, it's mandatory to get vaccinated. To freedom. But you're treading on our freedom and you're making other people sick. And really, you're killing other people. The anti-vaxxers, they seem to have a thing for death and home remedies. The anti-maskers turned anti-vaxxers are not just putting their own lives at risk. If that was the issue, we could just say that we can watch them compete to win place or show in the Darwin Awards. We have to start doing things for the greater good of society and not for idiots who think that they can do their own research. And don't get me started on the lunatics who won't take any of the COVID vaccines. Life is too short to be an ass. Life is way too short to be ignorant of the promise of something that is helping people worldwide. Maybe you're doing it because um, you're, you're disconnected or disorganized. Maybe you have some sympathetic psychological reasons. But maybe you're just being antisocial. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly. Yes, they are. Those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. The unvaccinated. Never forget them. Remember all their names. This has been Thinking Logically. Thank you for tuning in.